And it's just me. Hey there. Joe. Joe, are you there? Joe. Joe. Pick up the phone, Joe. Oh, that's right. Joe's gone. Joe is missing today. Joe is still on assignment, and he will be out for the show, which means it's just me, Rod. It is Arena Kings DFS, your go-to podcast for the Arena Football League DraftKings contests, and what a wild ride it was last week. Holy cow. How many of you guys had Fabian Guerrera in your lineup? Ah, duh, not so fast. Actually, how many of you guys had Fabian Guerrera in your captain slot? Yeah, you, I see you. You're not, your hands raised and it wasn't true. Uh, Not too many people did and not too many people got to benefit from the fact that the man scored 100 points, 100 points of his own out of that captain slot. Listen, I've been playing fantasy for a very long time. I've been playing DraftKings for, for, you know, long as well. And I've never, ever seen a score like that out of a captain slot. Uh, Fabian Guerrera, hats off to you. If we were to name a DraftKings player of the week, if we were to name an Arena Kings player of the week, you would definitely be that guy. Uh, You won quite a few people, uh, quite a few tournaments, because just the sheer fact of 100 points alone, man, that that is just phenomenal. Uh, and there was a lot of big scores this week. There was a lot of big scores this week in the league. Um, I think a lot of fantasy, or uh, fantasy, well, fantasy fans too, but a lot of arena fans are happy to see uh, that scores are starting to come up again. And I, you know, like I said, I, I thought this was going to happen. I thought that this was going to be the case where give it a couple of weeks and, um, you know, the, the scoring would come back up because people would be better acquainted with each other. I mean, there's two new teams in this mix, so you're, you're thinning out the pool even a little bit more, and you're making it to where, um, you know, now people have to get really to know each other and, and to learn each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses, and, and now you're starting to see that, so... I'm excited. I'm excited that scoring is back up. Um, I'm excor. I'm scoring. <laughs> I'm excited that the DraftKings scores are are moving up. I think the the winning score in the the thousand dollar contest this week was actually in the two thirties. Is is what it was. Um, so what a crazy it was. Oh, I'm sorry, two seventy. Holy cow! Uh, Tulligers two thousand and one is the or Tuttigers Tuttigers two thousand one is the uh, the highest scorer this week, and that lineup was um, astound. I tell you what, here's what's crazy: is the the thousand dollar tournament was bouncing around quite a bit um, in that last game uh, because obviously you know with uh, with the Fabian Carrera story pulling itself out. I mean, it was just. It was bouncing around because there was a, a time where one person was in the lead and then another person was in the lead. And then that last Fabian Guerrero score, I think, pushed everybody up over the cash line. And it certainly did for uh, Tuttigers 2001. Tuttigers, yeah. Tuttigers 2001. Uh, his lineup looked a little bit like this, or her lineup. Um, Fabian Guerrero in the captain slot, 1086 zero points out of that captain slot. Arvel Nelson, we'll talk about that score later. Darius Prince, uh, Shane Boyd, Malachi Jones, and McNeil uh, was was what rounded it out. And I'm pretty irritated because I was literally um, Fabian Guerrero in the captain slot away from winning that. 
my lineup that came close to that was uh, Josh Reese in the captain slot, which was a swing and a miss. Um, but I had Nelson. I had Tommy Grady. Uh, I had Dan Radabaugh. I had Malachi Jones, and then I had uh, Demetrius Stevens in that slot. So uh, that was a pretty good lineup. I mean, that one scored me uh, 228 points, uh, but I did not come close because of the Fabian Guerrero. I did have a lineup with Fabian Guerrero in it, um, but unfortunately the rest of the surrounding cast was not as strong, uh, and it definitely wasn't in the captain slot, which um, with Fabian Guerrero not in the captain slot, it was like a um, what was a 30-point difference because he had uh, a pretty high day um himself so he had 72.4 points out of that just without the captain slot so uh, it was crazy but let's let's break down some of those games because i gotta tell you that fabian guerrero thing i had to lead off with that because that was huge so uh it was the soul it was the valor and the valor walked away with the win 53 46 in that some fantasy leaders arvell nelson still doing arvell nelson thing seven touchdowns five through the air two on the ground one interception uh 302 passing yards good for 50.98.76.47 if you put him in the captain slot so um, again, Arvell Nelson is one of those guys that uh, you're just going to have to load up every week. You really are depending, uh, regardless of his price, you're going to have to throw him in that lineup because you can't miss out on 50 points in these contests. I'm telling you right now, uh, there are a lot of scorers that, that, that score within the same range, within the same 30 to, 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 you know, 25 to 30 range. And those are most of the receivers, but you cannot uh, you can't do anything. You can't build a lineup without uh, Arvell Nelson's 50 points or else you're pretty far behind the the the, um, the eight ball already. And, and most of these winning lineups that are in there all had Arvell Nelson in it. So uh, week after week, the guys performed and there's just no, there's no slowing them down, to be honest with you. And it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. He's $10,600 this week, which we'll get into later. But um, again, you can't, you just can't build a lineup without him. He, he's been, Phenomenal all season long, uh, 49.7 in week one, 31.7. He dipped a little in weeks two and three uh, to 31.35, but then he bounced back up again to 51. So um, we'll definitely see which Arvell Nelson we're getting. But again, I just don't think you can build a lineup without him um, this week. Dan Radabaugh in that game as well. He had seven touchdowns. Man, all of his, though, were through the air. He had an interception. 280 yards, good for 57.15 and then 38.10. And you say, well, how did Dan Radabaugh have seven touchdowns and not score as much as Arvell Nelson? Well, Arvell Nelson gets those rushing touchdowns, and those are worth six versus the four uh, passing touchdowns. Um, And, of course, then Dan Radabaugh also threw for 22 less yards. Um, than Arvell Nelson, but uh, you know Dan Radabaugh's thirty-eight point one is is a pretty much <laughs> I'd say I don't want to say it's an average quarterback score, um, but it's it's right around there. I mean, if if you're looking at other quarterbacks that aren't Arvell Nelson that put up those fifty points, uh, Dan Radabaugh actually was the third leading quarterback scorer this week. So um, definitely somebody that won a lot of uh, money for some folks as well. Uh, and then Aaron Washa in that game caught three of the touchdowns from Radabaugh for 115 yards on eight catches, uh, good for 40.5. He was definitely one of the more dominant receivers uh, in this week, uh, other than, of course, Fabian Guerrera. But uh, Aaron Washa really putting on a show this week. And what, what a good uh, bounce-back game for him. He definitely needed it as, as he kind of let down a lot of owners, myself included, Last week, but he bounced back with a 40.5 game. Uh, Darius Prince 
doing Darius Prince things. He had seven catches for 115 yards. Uh, what is it with the Philadelphia receivers at 115 yards? I don't know. Must be something in the water. Uh, but Prince came down with only two touchdowns. <sighs> Washa says, what? Uh, no, Darius Prince, seven to 15, two touchdowns, good for 33.5 points. Uh, big play Reggie Gray got two of his own uh, for Washington. He was four catches for 58 yards with two touchdowns. Uh, a modest 21.9 points, but still not bad. Uh, Josh Reese, who I talked about having in my captain slot, I thought I was going to get sneaky with him. I thought I was going to be able to uh, to cash in on, on some Josh Reese to Arvell Nelson uh, action, but didn't work out that way, unfortunately for me. Uh, but uh, Josh Reese, four for 97 with a touchdown, uh, 20.1 fantasy points. Desmond Epps uh, was, was also in the mix. He didn't get a touchdown, but he got nine catches for 113 yards, so not bad. It's quiet little 23.3 point day. And then Lonnie Outlaw, who I think a lot of people were on after his big game, uh, came back down to earth, three for 47 with a touchdown, 13.7 fantasy points there so uh, again a lot of scoring in this one obviously with uh, 14 combined touchdowns uh, you know in the air that was or at combined I guess that's going to be a lot of scoring so a lot of love to go around um, a lot of it on Philadelphia again fell on Aaron Wash's lap um, but for the most part everybody got a little piece and, and really, if you played anybody in this game, uh, you were doing pretty well. In fact, that first game probably set a lot of people up for failure because they thought they were running. Um, they thought they were Superman, thought they were going to take the whole thing down, uh, only to come back in the last game of the week and find out that wasn't the case. But uh, let's get to the next game, which is the Brigade and the Blackjacks. The Blackjacks, even their record at 2-2, two and two, uh, 48-41. They won against the Baltimore Brigade. Uh, this game did not have a lot of remarkable standout performances and it's weird for a 48 41 game to say it was relatively quiet but it was relatively quiet to be honest with you um the game itself was amazing the blackjacks uh took the lead early and hung on to it all the way through um and and uh, black or the brigade made it close at the end but they just ran out of time did not have enough time to catch back up and in that game shane boyd uh, was 22 or 33. He had 236 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, a um, couple of costly interceptions, actually. 25.6 is what he ended up scoring. Uh, Randy Hippert, uh, really, again, this is for a team that is winning, um, and you look at the other side of it, like a Dan Radabaugh, uh, the Blackjack scored 48 points, uh, and the Soul, uh, the Soul uh, scored 46. But Radabaugh's line is 280 yards, 7 TDs, and a touchdown. Hippard's line is 20 of 32, 192, 3 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. It, <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird game, this arena football. Uh, but it's fun to watch. Uh, Hippard, 21.7 in that victory. Uh, Brandon Collins was one of the main recipients for Shane Boyd. He had 10 for 116, 2 touchdowns. Good for a 38.6-point day. Kendrick Ings, 10 of 91, one touchdown. Uh, and then he had a rush yard, or I'm sorry, rushing point, really. One rush for 10 yards um, for 32.1. So Kendrick Ings, not bad. Get, getting back on the horse. Uh, above 30 fantasy points for the week. Uh, Lamarck Brown was actually a stud himself, and he got uh, four catches for 41 uh, yards and a touchdown, but that's not where he made his hay. He got two touchdowns on the ground, um, so definitely a good 
rushing day for Lamarck Brown. And then not to be outdone, Antoine Grant, five for 54 through the air, but he rushed for six yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, he had 17 points on his day. Uh, Joe Hills, uh, another one of uh, Shane Boyd's targets and caught the other two of his four touchdowns uh, on 58 yards and five receptions. Good for 22.8 points. Again, not a lot to write home about in this game as far as fantasy performers. Um, but nah, if you had Brandon Collins, which a few people did, and if you had Kendrick Ings uh, or Lamarck Brown, then you weren't necessarily sunk completely. Um, but I tell you what, this next game is where everybody made money. Uh, and if you had these guys, it's funny if you sweat the DraftKings slates, like most people do. And like you do, if you're listening to this, this podcast and you play the game, um, you can get up, especially if, if it's a, a, a game in the morning, um, <clears throat> and then the games in the afternoon. Uh, and this is what's crazy is that, you know, when NFL, it's the same way because uh, all the games get played pretty much around the same times. So you watch yourself go from green to not green to not green to not, and then stay in the green for a while. And then one big play happens in the other game. And all of a sudden you're knocked out. And if you're not watching that other game, you're wondering what the heck just happened. Uh, and it's amazing ride. It's a frustrating ride, especially when, um, you know, you're somebody that's sitting there in first or second or third, and you see yourself, you know, within striking distance of whoever's there and whoever's in the next place. And next thing you know, you come crashing back down to earth because Fabian Guerrera runs back a touchdown <laughs> or catches a touchdown or does something phenomenal. And, uh, and next thing you know, here you are, uh, down at the bottom of, of the, the world. And you're like, ah, this is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, this is a funny game. This, uh, this fantasy football, but we love it so much. And that's what a lot of people, the position they were in looking down uh, on the rest of the, the slate uh, when this empire destroyers game started, but, uh, or it was going on. And I wondered what people were thinking as it was going on, because uh, the, the, the just moving about of this whole thing was so crazy. Uh, but the empire walk away with the winner run away really as the winners of this game, 56 to 40 over the destroyers. And in this game, Man, like I said, fireworks were happening all over the place, and Tommy Grady was at uh, at the helm of most of it, to be honest with you. Uh, he had 22 of 32 for 320 yards and seven touchdowns and an interception. Good for 60.3, six points in the captain slot, 42.8 regular style. Um, Grant Russell also having a good day. He had uh, 22 of 31 for four, 281 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, good for 23.7 points. Um, Fabian Guerrera, he, uh, that's the guy. That's the man of the hour. Actually, 13 catches. 13 catches. 202 yards, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and of course, one return touchdown just to add good measure. Um, Fabian Guerrero blew up. And, and I mean, we knew he was good, and we watched him be good. But, I mean, this guy was outstanding. Yes, he played out of his mind last week. So, um, I don't even know what to tell you. And, and here's the thing. You know that you won't get another day like this out of Fabian Guerrero. So here's, here's what you do. You let everybody else chase those Fabian Guerrero points out of the captain slot. You can just roster Fabian Guerrero and be okay with it because I 
guarantee you there's going to be some people that don't necessarily play uh, arena football fantasy. They haven't played it very long. Obviously, it's not been around very long, but they don't, you know, are new to fantasy football. They're new to the uh, AFL, and they're going to go chasing those points like mad. So, um, you know, if you want the, the contests, uh, the $1,000 contests, like I said, are getting cheaper. So if you want to throw a Fabian Guerrero captain out there just to see, but don't make it your main line uh, because I guarantee you right now that you will get burnt probably um, and and you'll just set yourself apart from everybody else that uh, that's chasing those points. Um, it's, it's just not a good rule of thumb to chase points. But I will also say, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the in the next week coming up that um, th- that being able to throw out you know 10, 12, 13 uh, rosters are are you know the way to go in this case, especially if it's so cheap, um, because then you're 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 basically just saying I can uh, I can try just about anything to um, to win, you know, and, and I can put it together five, six, seven, eight different lineups and uh, and call it good. So. Um, but all right, let, let's finish off this game. Uh, Malachi Jones, uh, 10 for 179 yards, three touchdowns. And any and any other game, he would be the talk of the town. But Fabian Guerrero had to go and do his thing uh, and make Malachi Jones's 10 catches, 179 yards, three touchdowns, his 48.9 points, make it rather pedestrian. <laughs> Not even the talk of this game. And it's amazing. Malachi Jones is is, is nuts. Um, he's been on the injury report this week, so I'm, maybe it just might be maintenance, but uh, or maybe he might be having another workout. Who knows? Uh, but I, we'll have to check the the um, injury reports before uh, uh, today. Uh, this is Friday, by the way, before we uh, figure out if he's going to be on the field. Quentin Sims made some contributions, two touchdowns himself on 64 yards and four catches, two, uh, 22.4 fantasy points, and then Demetrius Stevens rounds out the fantasy notables from this game. Five for 63 and a touchdown. Good for 17.3 points. And, uh, you know, like I said, the the talk of this week definitely, definitely had to be Fabian Guerrero's big day because that man balled out and it was so much fun to watch. Um, can't wait to see what they do this week. Um, but uh, again, fantasy performance you you've seen it all over the all over the place, you know. And 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 if you analyze these numbers, then you realize that you need at least I would say you know thirty some odd points from your receivers to to really make it a dent and, and be in the top of it because um, there's there's not a lot of names to work with here you know and I read off all of the names and there's probably a good um, if you're looking at receivers I would say uh, 15 receivers that you can really count on um, every week to to do something so how you make these combinations and how you do all of this to make it work for you um, that's where the strategy lies. And so you, you know, you got to figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish and where you're trying to place and, um, all that other good stuff. But we'll talk about that more when we talk about the upcoming, um, upcoming games and the prices and stuff like that. So I'm going to do something we haven't done yet. I'm going to do a little interlude and then come back. We are staring down the barrel of week five and uh, crazy slate. I got to tell you, the pricing on uh, these contests is uh, unlike anything. Now, here's the thing. This is the first season, obviously, of the uh, DraftKings format in the AFL. So 
obviously, as the folks at DraftKings learn more about this game and as the folks uh, that, that they're making the pricing learn more about the players, obviously things are going to change week to week. And now we're five weeks in and we've seen a lot of all over the place stuff. I mean, we've seen... Um, Folks drop several thousand bucks. They we've seen them uh, raise several thousand bucks just based on on a couple of of weeks of work. And then um, what we're seeing now is the contest sizes getting different, and and pricing for the contests themselves went uh, down quite a bit for the thousand dollar tournament. Well, guess what? Uh, this week it's even gotten crazier. Uh, they're offering a uh, what do they call it? A May wall to wall brawl. Still a thousand dollars to first. Uh, this week it's a five dollar entry, but get this: there's multiple entries. You can enter fifty three times in this contest. That is insane. I can see why they call it a brawl, uh, but they're paying out four hundred and twenty uh, spots. So you've got a pretty good chance with four hundred and twenty spots to actually um, walk away with some money. Uh, this week, it's it's going to be again tough if somebody enters fifty three times to catch that. Um, but I mean, five bucks if you if you get four hundred twentieth uh, through one hundred eighty first, that'll get you eight bucks. And then of course, first place as always is a thousand dollars, and then second place is uh, seven hundred dollars this week. So um, there's definitely money to be had this week. It's just a matter of outlasting some folks that can put man 53 entries in this so far uh the cap is at uh 1783 as i'm looking at it right now and it will change because obviously i'm going to put mine in there um there are 545 entrants in this so far so that's the thing about the contests they've been definitely uh i mean it hasn't been a lot of folks entering so i'm wondering if DraftKings is trying to hedge their bets and trying to uh, make it to where they don't uh, lose too much money trying to offer these. But, uh, you know, to be honest with you, the, the competition has been great. And that's what I've been impressed with over the last few weeks is that uh, there's a lot of knowledgeable folks that are doing some great things um, out there in this AFL world. And, and everybody's learning um, about playing. And I'm wondering, because now this is the thing that I don't get to, to really know too much about, is that how familiar most of these players were already with the AFL or if they were just, uh, um, you know, doing their algorithms and, uh, uh, you know, their models and stuff like that to try to get uh, to get this. And not like me and Joe, where we're just <laughs> old school trying to learn and watch. Um, and I think that's where, for me, I... Uh, uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm not even going to front like I'm some sort of ridiculous uh, pro, and and neither is Joe. We we both love DraftKings, and we both love um, playing AFL, and we both love playing whatever else we, you know, NFL or I, me CFL. But I mean, we don't have massive research engines pumping all the time, and and we're just having fun, and we want you to have fun, and that's kind of what this is for—the casual uh, DraftKings player, not necessarily somebody that likes to throw a thousand dollars down on a head-to-head. Um, but if you just want to toss, you know, five, ten, fifteen bucks into the into the well and see where it goes, um, then we're for you. <laughs> if you make one or two lineups and 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 you use us to make those lineups, we definitely appreciate that because. Um, again, we're not going to sit here and sell you a lineup and say this is going to win you $1,000. But we will say that uh, this will make it fun. I mean, we, we like to have fun, and so we hope that you do too. And uh, 
we hope that you have fun listening to us. So, all right. With that being said, let's take a look at some of the pricing that's out right now for the week and, uh, and what that is going to mean for roster construction, because I got to tell you, this is going to be a difficult week, um, for roster construction, especially because you got to keep an eye on the practice reports too, because some of these, these names that were out there on the practice reports, um, have, have made it to where you're either going to be left with a ton of money, or you are going to go ahead and use up all your money and not be happy with your lineup. Um, because I definitely know that there's a, a couple of lineups that I made that uh, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I'm happy with or not, because I don't know whether or not I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy watching this, this play out the way it is. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, week five, it's the valor versus the destroyer. So Washington versus Columbus in that one, uh, obviously the highest price player is Arvell Nelson. Uh, he comes in at 10.6 K. If you want to put him in the captain slot, which again, I don't know, you, you should probably at least have one or two of these in there. If you're going to, if you're going to make multiple lineups in the dime contest, um, then I highly suggest that you, you do that. Um, and see where having Arvell Nelson in the captain slot will take you because um, I'm here to tell you that that is, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll divulge my, um, my lineup against Joe in a little bit. Um, but Arvell Nelson, again, 15.9 K in that captain slot, uh, and then 10.6. Otherwise grant Russell, uh, the other quarterback in this battle, 7.2 K 10.8. He again is one of those discount quarterbacks, um, that it's if you want to load up on quarterbacks again this week, um, that's the way to do it. But I think we've proven that you can kind of stick with two or three quarterbacks and and maybe get it done. Um, I don't think you need to go four deep anymore. Uh, as as we've kind of proven that week to week, the quarterback position doesn't always score the highest, especially after what we saw last week. Um, you know. For, for Fabian Guerrero, which actually we'll talk about right now. Uh, I did say Arvell Nelson was the highest. I'm sorry, Fabian Guerrero is the highest this week. 11K for him. Man, he just jumped right the heck up. Um, and so that's why I said, if you want to try to, to chase those points against him this week again, you're going to have to pay up for it. Uh, he's 11K, 16.5 if you put him in that captain slot, which um, that doesn't leave you a lot of wiggle room. Uh, you know, with that $50,000 salary cap, you're, you're spending... Um, Already a fifth of it, you know, if, if not more, uh, obviously more on that captain spot. And it's just hard. Again, it's hard to find wiggle room down at the bottom and not be disappointed with what you have left at the end. Um, Desmond Epps. I saw a practice report that said Desmond Epps was assigned. So um, you might want to keep an eye on that. Go check out our buddy John Stark um, and then go to arenafan.com to, to check out the practice report about that because um, Desmond Epps seems as if it, he may not be a thing. Uh, if he was, he'd be 8K. Uh, and then if you put him in the captain slot, he'd be 12 K. So, um, again, it's, it's so important. It's so important. If you're going to play fantasy, it's so important. If you're going to uh, put money on this stuff to keep an eye out on who's where. And, uh, like we've said before, arenafan.com is the place to do it because, um, these guys, man, they're on, they're on it. And it's, it's, uh, it's something to behold with these transactions and they, they happen every day and you got to check out the practice reports. So, um, to keep an eye on that. Uh, all right. Reggie gray is, is, uh, another name that if you want to foot to put him in there, uh, I, I think you can, and I think you should only because, uh, he seems to find his way into the end zone at least once or twice a week. So, um, He's, he's one of those performers that you know you're going to get something out of him. And at 6.2K, it's sort of a 
um, sort of a safe bet to, to put him in at least one or two of your lineups. I don't know if you go 100% on him uh, because I don't think uh, this week, I, I, well, I don't know, maybe because the Destroyers, they're kind of a weak defense, so maybe Reggie Gray can find his way uh, into the end zone at least more than twice and uh, you'll get good return on your 6.2. Don't know that you want to put him in the captain slot, but if you do, he's 9.3 sitting there. Jared Dangerfield, one of those other guys that uh, some weeks he may, some weeks he may not, um, but he is actually 6K, um, 9K if you put him in the captain slot. Josh Reese, another name to look out for, for the Valor, 5.4, kind of a lower-priced guy that I took a chance on last week. and if I would have went probably any higher than him, um, I would have been able to uh, actually, you know, cash higher. But unfortunately, um, I did not. So, <laughs> but he's 5.4K, 8.1 in the captain slot. And then Jensen Stoshak, who um, has had a couple of big days and then has had a couple of not so big days. So um, for him, it's just a matter of, um, you know, how much is. Nelson going to have to target him, especially let's let's take a look at this from a lens of whether or not Desmond Epps is going to be in, because if Desmond Epps isn't in, then there goes a couple of targets and they've got to go toward somebody. And Stoshak has proven that he is an, uh, another solid target when, um, you know, Epps isn't getting them. Uh, so we'll see if that means anything for um Anything for J- Jensen Stoshak if uh, Re- or Desmond Epps is actually out. So um, that'll round out the the fantasy notables from that game. Uh, but then again, see, this is what I'm saying. If you want to go, if you want to go to the Fabian Guerrero route uh, and pay 11k, like I said, you you have to go for the Jensen Stoshaks of the world or. Um, you know, other guys that are lower priced that we'll talk about here in a second, um, in order to fill that out. And, and, and so, um, it's important and, and then you're going to have, just like Joe said last week, you're going to have, um, folks left over or money left over, not folks. Um, you're going to have uh, a money left over. And so what you are comfortable with is up to you. But I will say that uh, it, it does seem that Desmond Epps has been assigned. Uh, so definitely not going to be in the lineup this week. So that means more targets for Jensen Stoshak and Reggie Gray. Uh, so you might want to go ahead and load up on that, uh, knowing that Arvell Nelson does nothing but throw touchdowns. And you can get yourself two good receivers for a decent price um, right there. Uh, Empire versus Blackjacks in this game, the, the fantasy notables, Tommy Grady, uh, comes in at 9.8 K 14.7. If you put him in the captain slot again, that's a good, almost $2,000 less than if you want Fabian Guerrera in there. And you know that Tommy Grady's going to throw him some touchdowns. So, uh, it, you know, I don't know that Fabian Guerrero is going to have another hundred point day for you in that captain slot. So if you want another couple thousand dollars to, to pay up for another receiver who you know is going to produce, um, Tommy Grady's a good way to do that. Because again, uh, it's just so difficult to to decide whether or not to go through Arvell Nelson or uh, Tommy Grady every week in the captain slot. But, um, you know, again, make multiple lineups. I, I know most people just like to roll with one and, and call it good. But um, unless you're doing like a head-to-head, uh, which in a head-to-head, I would probably put Tommy Grady in there anyways at quarterback uh, in the captain slot because um, you know that most people are going to either go for that Fabian Guerrero or Arvell Nelson um 
combo and you want to you want to separate yourself a little differently from that and if tommy grady does go off then you're sitting pretty uh the other quarterback in that matchup is randy hippard he comes in at 7.8k another one of those discounted price uh quarterbacks that uh you know he does throw touchdowns just not as many as tommy grady or arvell nelson uh but he could this week against the empire i know that the empire's um defense is tough but uh people have been scoring on him and uh, i know hippert knows how to throw some touchdown passes so we'll see uh, and this is definitely going to be a shootout obviously because the empire have a ton of offense as well um so hippert's going to have to throw touchdowns if he wants to keep going in this and, and wants to stay competitive uh 11.7 if you put him in the captain slot i don't advise it uh, again unless you're making a lineup with um we'll talk about that in a second but 11.7 in the captain slot malachi jones uh nine point uh 9.9k uh 13.5 if you put him in that captain slot and that's surprising again malachi jones um was just a touch under uh, Fabian Guerrero, really, for, for the re- return touchdown and the re- and the rushing touchdown, um, and and of course maybe a few yards, thirty yards there. He was basically in uh, Fabian Guerrero's, uh, I guess, ra- uh, radius or, or or orbit last week, and he's consistently performed better than Fabian Guerrero, and yet Guerrero is at eleven k, Malachi Jones is at nine k. I don't know. I, I don't know, guys. DraftKings pricing. I would love to have somebody on the show uh, from DraftKings that sets the pricing because I want to know why it is that Malachi Jones, um, unless it's the, the, the fact that he was questionable uh, going into this week or, or limited practice going into this week, um, maybe that had something to do with it. But he's full participant. I don't see him anything. Uh, there's, there's no you know other designation right now uh, as to whether or not he's, he's playing. So... Um, you just have to keep an eye out again on this, on the practice roster, because, um, you never know, uh, changes from, from day to day, obviously. And if you keep an eye close on it, then, then you'll find out, um, what's going on. So as it stands right now, as of the, the last report that we got, um, Malachi Jones was in limited participation. So, I mean, I think that's gotta be a, uh, um, you know, a day where he's just getting right and, and, and kind of resting a little bit. So, uh, 9k for Malachi Jones kind of can't pass that up with his production lately. Uh, Lamarck Brown for the blackjack, $7,000 in the, in the tournament, 10.5. If you put him in the captain slot, another guy that finds the end zone every week. Um, so he's good for at least one, if not two. Uh, and then of course he rushed for, for, uh, two touchdowns last week. So that's a good thing. That's, that's six points more and that's an easy six points. Uh, Kendrick Ings, 6.6 K 9.9. If you put him in the captain slot and, uh, Quentin Sims, uh, is, was off and then on and then back on. I don't know. (laughs) Again, always keep your eye on the practice report. This is Friday. The last one should be coming out. And then Saturday, keep an eye when they release the, the actual rosters. But Quentin Sims, uh, 5.8K, 8.7. I don't know. I think I'm basically staying away from Quentin Sims this week uh, for sure. Uh, Antoine Grant is 5.2K, uh, a guy that I think um, you could be on if you're looking for somebody in that 5,000 range. Uh, I Again, 7.8 if you put him in the captain slot. I, I don't know that i do that. Um, and then Demetrius Stevens is a dart throw 4.8 K kind of a roster filler guy that, um, if you want some production, but you know that you have, uh, Fabian Guerrera in that spot in the captain slot, 
And then you want to throw a Demetrius Stevens in there. 7.2 uh, if you put him in the captain slot. But then again, I get, this is the, if you've watched, if you've paid attention at all to who wins these contests, um, you know, you, you don't win with the Demetrius Stevens. You don't get sneaky in that captain slot. Um, you really do have to pay up for the people that you know are going to produce week after week. And um, look, if you get burned because you didn't put Demetrius Stevens in your captain slot this week, uh, then you're still a smart player and you're going to win more than you lose uh, because Demetrius Stevens is, is one of those things where I don't care whatever writer out there or, or, or you know, anybody that says, we're all in on Demetrius Stevens this week, unless they had super good intel um, and they actually know the game plan. Um, I, there's no data backing up the fact that Demetrius Stevens would be a good catch play. And I'm just using Demetrius Stevens as an example for some of these lower producing receivers um, that could have the potential to blow up week to week. Um, but if they don't and, and you're left holding the bag and that was your only lineup, then, you know, again, you're, you're in a world of hurt. But um, just know that by and large, that if you're going to roll out one or two, make sure you lead with the strongest captain slot possible. And that's usually the quarterbacks. That's usually Arvell Nelson. It's usually Tommy Grady. Uh, it, it could be Dan Radabaugh, too, from week to week, um, which we've seen. So those three quarterbacks right there are the ones that are the highest producing quarterbacks in the league right now, uh, fantasy point-wise. And so you want to make sure that that captain slot is filled with at least one of those guys. Um or if you're going to roll out three, rotate those three into there. You know, put one uh, in the captain slot, then the other captain slot, and the other captain slot. I highly suggest you do that, though. I mean, even if it's in these dime contests where you can build, you know, 10 or, 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 or 20 uh, lineups, um, experiment a little. Because if you're going to do that, if you're going to mass enter, um, then you can have those dart throw captains that you... Um, can take a chance on like the Antoine Grants, like the Josh Reese, like the Jensen Stoshacks, um, or the Reggie Grays. You can, you can take a, a dart throw on those, save yourself a good, uh, you know, six, six thousand dollars on, um, on a captain and then pay up somewhere else. But, uh, again, if you're just using a main line, a head to head line, you're probably going to want to stick with what you know is going to score you points. And so, uh, in the soul versus brigade game, the last game of the week, uh, there's, there's a, a few to talk about, not a ton. And this is the crazy thing about it is that, um, it's not like these uh, uh, teams have like, you know, six or seven people, uh, receivers that produce like an NFL roster where some days you'll get, you know, five or, or six receivers that put up some, some points. Um, a lot of times it's two or three or, 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 you know, four receivers at most that will do stuff for these teams. And again, only because there's really three on the, on the field at a time. So, um, you either cycle through the same three and maybe throw one in there or, or, or whatever. But, um, the, the hardest part about the AFL is figuring out the combination of those folks that do produce. And uh, like we said in the last segment, you're not looking at a, an infinite amount of possibilities. It's really a finite number of, of combinations that you could put together. And it's how you work that combination and how you work the, uh, the knowledge of, of what you've watched. And this is a hard game to play if you don't watch the games. Um, and, and, and if anybody out there is, is playing these without watching the games, tell me because I, and winning, tell me because I want to know how you're doing it. And I want to be able to share that with our fans. But, um, 
you know, by and large, you, you got to know who these names are. You can't just uh, look at their game log and say, okay, well, I'm going to throw this person in because uh, you never know the full story just looking at the game log. Um, but uh, anyway, so the Soul versus Brigade game, Dan Radabaugh, uh from Philly, he's 8.4K, uh, a quarterback that I think is a little underpriced. Uh, he's definitely been uh, good this season, and he's he's really he was really good last week. Um, and, and if you want to talk about jumping up prices for, for good weeks, um, I think Dan Radabaugh might be a little bit lower than he needs to be, but that's all right. Uh, 8.4 K 12.6 in the captain slot, a good $3,000 lower than Arvell Nelson. So, um, might be a sneaky captain play for you. Shane Boyd, 7.6 K 11.4 in the captain slot. I don't know. That guy's got me shaking and, and, uh, shaking my fists and, and scratching my head and trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, not playing him. I don't think much this week. I may have a little bit of exposure to him in, in a couple of lineups, but, um, definitely not in the captain slot. There's definitely higher, higher producing guys than him. He had that one big week and everybody was on top of it. But, uh, after that, you know, or, or even since then, it's just been kind of like, nah, middle of the pack. So. Uh, Darius Prince in that game, uh, catching passes from Radabaugh. He's 9.4. And then Darius Reynolds. Keep an eye out for Darius Reynolds. Darius Reynolds is back. Um, and now I don't know. You'll have to check out when the actual lineups come out because I don't know if he's going to start. I know that he got put back from IR. And our, our, our folks, our insider folks, are saying that he could be back to normal uh, as as soon as this week. So uh, both Dariuses might be back for... Uh, uh, for the soul and Dan Radabaugh would have another weapon. And again, that would make him a very sneaky um, captain play. If he's got both Darius's in the mix this week, um, which would take away from a guy like Lonnie outlaw, who we'll talk about later, but Aaron Washa is still interesting. And I think still somebody that you should keep on your radar. Um, again, I don't know that you'd go hundred percent on him. He's 82 K and uh, 12.3 if you want to put him in the captain slot, uh, at least in one of those, uh, you know, secondary, thirdary, fourthary. I know those aren't words, but I don't care. Uh, rosters that you build um, just to see how he produces. Uh, Brandon Collins for Baltimore. Uh, you know, Baltimore receivers aren't getting a whole lot of love. And Brandon Collins, I think, uh, if you keep an eye out, I think he might have even been, um, or Brandon Tompkins was on the the uh, the injury report for um, for the, uh, but Brandon Collins is actually uh, somebody that you want to keep an eye on as well, um, just to see what he is up to. Um, but I got to tell you, it's it, it's it's difficult for Baltimore receivers because you never know which Shane Boyd is going to be uh, is going to be for you this week, and you're never going to know whether or not. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get him. So Brandon Collins was a limited participant in practice. Uh, and so keep an eye on him as well. Uh, but somebody that, uh, that I think, yeah, it's Shane Boyd was a full participant, but somebody I think that you could, uh, play, like I said, is that Darius, uh, Darius Reynolds, and that's going to knock a guy like Lonnie outlaw kind of out of the mix. And he's 5.6 K, uh, 8.4. And again, I don't know that you want to play Lonnie outlaw in that game. So out of this, I'd say the two Dariuses and Aaron Washa for the soul. And then, um, you know, Brandon Collins is maybe the only, uh, uh, the only brigade receiver I'm going to trust this week. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, to say that, but yeah, some value plays. If you're looking down in the 5k and below range, Milton Williams, um, is, is somebody who, like I said, I'm only trusting 
you know, uh, well, actually, Joe Hills. I missed Joe Hills. <laughs> How did I miss Joe Hills? 8.6K, 12.9 in the captain slot. Joe Hills is not bad. Um, I definitely would trust him. But uh, Milton Williams, 5K, 7.5. Robert Wheelwright, here's a name for you, uh, for the Columbus Destroyers, 4K. And this is because um, Revis, Paul Revis, is out. He's on IR. So that's going to open the door for a guy like Robert Wheelwright to step in for Columbus and uh, maybe catch a couple of passes in the absence of a guy like Revis. And Wheelwright's only 4K. So, again, this is one that if you're going to make some uh, secondary rosters and some throwaway rosters in that dime contest, or, you know, if you're going to enter the $5 contest about 10 or 12 times, uh, Wheelwright is somebody you want to put in there. And you, you can find that you'll make some pretty decent lineups with Wheelwright in there. He's 6K in the captain slot, but um, don't know that you want to do that either. And then Rashad Still of uh, Atlantic City. He caught a touchdown last week, and he's interesting because I'm wondering if he's going to get any more use. And at 2K, I mean, here's the thing. At $2,000 in a game where I think Randy Hippert's going to have to throw his butt off, um, if Rashad Still can figure into that mix, uh, you really, I mean, you could clean up if you had Rashad still in and he caught two touchdown passes for, I don't know, 50 yards on four catches. Um, you know, that that's almost 20, but that's almost 10 times production uh, out of, out of a guy like Rashad still. And then everywhere else you can have, that's where you could fit Fabian Guerrera in the captain slot and Arvell Nelson, or I'm mean, sorry, Arvell Nelson in the captain slot, Fabian Guerrera, um, Tommy Grady and Dan Radabaugh in and, and do something like that. If you put a guy like Rashad still in, of course you could get burnt, uh, but again, this is not for the week of heart. So, uh, all right. Those are some notables of the, of the slate. And, uh, like I said, it's just a, a matter of how you put it together. And this is how I put mine together for my matchup against Van Awesome in the arena Kings contest, our head to head weekly. Uh, all right. So here at captain slot, I did it. I paid up for Arvell Nelson, uh, again at 15.9 K. I just, you have to do it. You, you really got to do it. Um, and then I added Lamarck Brown and Kendrick Ings to the mix. Uh, and I paired him with Randy Hippert. Um, so that, that's what I did. So I did a doubles or triple stack. What are we calling? This is a double stack. Um, what I did was I picked the, the, the game. Uh, I, I doubled up on this one for, for, uh, my matchup against, uh, and by the way, I beat Joe last week. Uh, if anybody cares. So, uh, I am now, what is it? Two, three and one on the season against Joe. Uh, so yeah, buddy, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm beating him where it counts, um, in the head to head. So yay, Joe. So anyways, I've got, uh, I've got Arvell Nelson with Jared, da uh, Jared Dangerfield and Reggie Gray. So, you know, Arvell Nelson with two of his leading receivers. And then I've got Hippard Ings and Lamarck Brown, uh, in there. So it's, it's kind of a double stack, uh, as it were. And really again, because Lamarck Brown produces every week. Kendrick Ings, still a dart throw for me. I don't know that I trust him as much as my buddy did way back. Uh, and then Dangerfield, yet another one. So what basically what's happening is with Arvell Nelson in the lineup, there are a lot of 6K range uh, players that I have. Uh, and then Randy Hippert, again, I, I just think he's going to have to to throw a lot and throw a lot of touchdowns if he wants to, to win this. Um, and, and he's going to do it, I think. I know, again, he's going up against the first uh, the first ranked uh, defense against quarterbacks, but um, I trust that my guy Hippert is going to come through for me, and uh, Ings is going to 
just do. I think Ings is going to get a return touchdown this week. Mark that down. Uh, and then Lamarck Brown, hopefully at least one through the air and one on the ground to give me a decent day. And then I just ho- hope Arvell Nelson does Arvell Nelson things and tosses it out all around. Uh, but again, that's just going to be what uh, what we find out this weekend, right? Um, so yeah, that is my head-to-head lineup uh, against Joe. Ah, I think, you know, keep an eye on Twitter. Follow us on uh, on Twitter at Arena Kings DFS. We might get ourselves a little contest going with you guys as well. So if you want one of those, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Again, at Arena Kings DFS. Tell us you want to free roll just to see how everybody does against us. And, uh, and maybe we'll set that up this week. I know it's Friday and I know that we only have a day. But by the time you listen to this, you know, you'll, uh, you'll have plenty of time to respond. And we have plenty of time to set one up. So... Um, yeah, I mean, no Joe means that I think, uh, we very much could be done with the show and there it is. We're done. I'm done. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today on this show, on this episode, episode five of the arena Kings DFS podcast. No Joe. He'll be back next week. Joe again on assignment in Cabo. Uh, I hope he's enjoying it, living up by the pool. And uh, until then we, uh, yeah. We're just so glad you listen. We're so glad you subscribe. We're so glad you're doing everything. And uh, look, we want you to uh, please win some money. (laughs) We're out. We'll see you next week.